Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. On today's Vitality Radio, I'll be discussing the top 10 lies about COVID-19. This is a rant-only, podcast-only episode. Welcome to Vitality Radio. My name is Jared St. Clair, and it's good to be with you again on another episode of the Vitality Radio podcast. Okay, due to the potential censorship that I um, am consistently threatened with, at the radio, I have had to do these new and special episodes of Vitality Radio podcast on the podcast platform only. Now, I love that it gives me some uh, liberation, the ability to loose my tongue, as it were, about the feelings that I really have. I hate that I can't do it on radio, but uh, knowing who the station is owned by now and the affiliations that they have, well, censorship is the reality in modern day America, this free country where we have the First Amendment. You've heard of it. It happened a couple hundred years ago, and now it is going away freedom of speech. But we're going to speak freely today. We're going to talk about the top 10 lies about COVID-19. This was not a hard list to assemble. I came up with 10 in less than three minutes, including writing them all down. And yet then I just kept coming up with more. So then I had to edit and trim the list back down. And truth be told, I think we're at 11 But, you know, it is what it is. Top 10 plus a bonus today for you on Vitality Radio. Vitality Radio always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful. I'm very excited for some things that we're working on at Vitality in Bountiful. We're doing some really exciting things, including finally building a real website, Uh, you know, kind of like we had a website that's sort of like the wooden Pinocchio and now we're building a real website like the little boy Pinocchio. And uh, my nose is not growing as I'm telling you this. It is currently in process. We are building the site. It will launch around the second week of February and it will be completed Potentially never, because we're going to continue to add to it, but uh, it's supposed to be mostly completed by the end of February, launching a couple weeks earlier than that so we can work out some kinks, that kind of thing. So on that website will be some awesome Vitality Radio content, but also the ability for you to connect with us at Vitality Nutrition in a variety of ways that you have yet to be able to do. We'll be offering online consultations, and a variety of other very cool things. So stay tuned for that. If you have questions about anything you hear today or you have heard on previous episodes of Vitality Radio or future episodes for that matter, give us a call, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. And without further ado, it is time for The Vital Rant. 
In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. All right, as I said, not a hard list to assemble. The top 10 lies about COVID-19. I feel a little bit like David Letterman, uh, but only because, you know, I'm doing a top 10 list. But here we go. Number one, anything counter to the approved narrative is dangerous and false misinformation. Now, there has never been a time in my life, nearly 50 years that I've been on this earth and in this country, where truth was dis- was disregarded as misinformation as freely as it has been over the last two years. It's mind-boggling, actually, just how much truth is being lied about, is being spun to sound like conspiracy, and yet Everything I share with you today, everything I share with you today, this is for you, Dr. Anthony Fallacy, everything I share will be coming from CDC, New York Times, CNN, World Health Organization, FDA, all of these sources are who I am getting this information from. I am also utilizing information from some of the world leaders in the space of COVID-19, some, very few, but some of which have woken, awakened, awakened to the disaster that this has become. And uh, yeah, none of this is, I don't think any of this is my opinion. I'll tell you what, if I give you my opinion, I'll let you know it's just my opinion. But I think this is all documented stuff that I'm going to be sharing with you as far as I can remember from assembling the list. So anything counter to the approved narrative is dangerous and false misinformation. The approved narrative is basically spoken in all of your local media, near as I can tell, Fox News, uh, NBC, CBS, um, all of the MSNBC, and I'm talking about local Fox News, you know, Channel 13, if you're here in Utah or whatever it is where you may be listening. Uh, the local affiliates are all getting it from the AP almost exclusively. The Associated Press, of course, is getting it directly from whoever writes it for them, but I imagine it's the CDC. And uh, that's the narrative that we are meant to believe. Now, you'll also see it on the big networks, MSNBC, CNN, uh, much of it even on Fox News, although there are a few people on Fox News that are questioning it, such as Tucker Carlson and a few others. You'll see it in the uh, newspapers, all of them. And uh, you'll see it on Yahoo. You'll see it on Google. You'll see it on Facebook. You'll see it on YouTube. You'll see it on Instagram. You'll see it in all the places. And what you won't see in many of those places is something that has now been deemed misinformation. And as it is called misinformation, what qualifies it to be misinformation? It's not based in anything that has anything to do with reality. The qualification to be misinformation is something that is not part of the approved narrative coming down from Washington, D.C. through their partners 
in the mainstream media, period. Anything that doesn't agree with that has been deemed misinformation 100%. Number two, COVID is something worthy of our fear. Now, I am going to qualify that statement with not opinion, but fact, as I stated before. The facts are really quite astonishing, and they are as follows. Total number of deaths versus total number of cases worldwide is in, uh, let's see, 275 million worldwide cases of COVID-19, 5 million deaths. And I think they say that's 5 million deaths according to of COVID-19, but we'll talk about that in another one of the facts. That would be 1.82% of the people that get it die from it, according to the mainstream narrative. In America, the number is actually even lower than 1.82%. It's 1.57% with 511, or sorry, 51.1 million cases and 806,000 deaths. So 1.57. Now, here's the thing. We know that over 65 years old makes up well over 80% of those deaths. So if you're under 65, the numbers are dramatically smaller. We also know that the average person who dies from COVID, or I should say with COVID-19, has on average 2.6 comorbidities, meaning they already were sick of something, uh, diabetes, heart disease, obesity, cancer, you pick the illness, it doesn't really matter. These were people primarily in a more weakened state, not optimally healthy. Is it possible that someone can die who is healthy of COVID-19? Apparently, that is possible. It appears to be happening. But it is a very, very tiny little sliver of the deaths that we see. So the question is, quite simply, is COVID scary to the vast majority of Americans? And the answer is, I don't believe it should be, not even a little bit, especially when we consider that fear literally weakens our immune system. The emotions surrounding fear weaken our immune response. So being scared does not help us. Being aware helps us. And of course, if we follow the brilliant guidelines and mandates that have been thrown at us, like masking and social distancing and washing our hands and hand sanitizing and all the things, we'll be safe, right? Except that most people have been doing all of those things and it hasn't changed anything because that's not how you build the immune system. It's never been how you build the immune system. It has nothing to do with building the immune system. In fact, social distancing, masking, these types of things weaken the immune system. And that is not my opinion. We know that our immune system is built primarily based on the microbiome that is in and on our bodies. We also know that coming into contact with other people's bacteria, with other people's viruses, with other people's fungi, that doesn't sound fun. I know you don't want to share somebody else's fungus, but it happens. These are the things that build us up and make us stronger. There is a reason why little ones get sick often, 
They get sick often because that is how they build their immune system and how their immune system adapts to the world around them. That is a great blessing given to us by our creator that our immune system can actually build new and better defenses against whatever is in our environment. But if we hide from these things, then our immune system becomes weaker, not stronger. So is COVID something worthy of our fear? I believe it is absolutely not worthy of our fear. Those who are susceptible, more susceptible, those who are elderly, those who are ill, those people should also not be afraid. The vast majority of them also don't die from COVID, okay? The vast majority also don't die. In fact, most of them get through it just fine. Some do not. I will never make light of the fact that people are dying, whether it be this or cancer or heart disease or diabetes or anything else. That's not my point. But living in fear and living in isolation will make you more sick, more susceptible, both mentally and emotionally as well as physically. Okay, number three, everyone who dies with COVID dies because of COVID. No. In fact, in Italy, I'm going to pull this up really quick. The Italian Institute of Health drastically reduced its official COVID death toll numbers on November 5th of 2021. Do you want to talk about drastic reduction? The Italian Higher Institute of Health has drastically reduced the country's official COVID death toll number by over 97%. 97% after changing the definition of a fatality to someone who died from COVID rather than someone who died with COVID. The Italian newspaper Il Tempo reports that the Institute has revised downward the number of people who have died from COVID rather than with COVID from 130,000 to under 4,000. So, those who die with COVID, more often than not, in fact, in the vast majority of cases, do not die from COVID. They were, it was one of many aspects of their illness. And in the vast majority of cases, they were already sick before they ever got COVID. And that's an important thing to note. Because when I read to you that 275 million cases and 5 million deaths equaled 1.82% fatality rate, imagine if we were able to reduce that by 97%, which I believe we could if we were being honest about COVID. All right. Number four, COVID vaccines are safe and effective. Let's talk about this one for a minute because it's really important. If you're not familiar with the website, open VAERS. It's O-P-E-N, like open an envelope, okay? VAERS is a little more tricky. It's V-A-E-R-S, open VAERS, V-A-E-R-S. That stands for Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. That is a government reporting system for all vaccine injury or death. This has been around since 1986. This isn't new. 
It's not something that came around with COVID, but it's something that's been getting a whole heck of a lot more attention since the COVID vaccines became available almost a year ago. They send out a weekly red box report, and it's something that I believe everybody should have. Their red box is not the same as the red box that uh, rents out all the Hollywood crap. This is a red box report you can sign up for for free that will jump into your email once a week and will tell you what's actually going on, or at least a glimpse of what's actually going on with the vaccines in terms of vaccine safety. Remember, this is about vaccine adverse events reports. So let's look at it. VAERS COVID Vaccine Adverse Event Report as of December 10th, 2021. Okay, that's about 10 days ago now. 12 days ago, I guess. So far, 20,244 deaths. 20,244 people killed by the COVID vaccine. Now, we know that this reporting system is limited by two things. And I'll say three things. One is nobody administering a COVID vaccine wants to admit that it could kill somebody. Two, nobody who gets the COVID vaccine wants to admit that it could kill them. Those are two very limiting factors. So every effort is going to be made in the vast majority of cases to dismiss these deaths as something other than directly relatable to the COVID vaccine. It's quite the opposite when it comes to COVID cases, right? If you have a COVID case and you die after having a positive test for COVID, which of course many, most actual positive tests for COVID are false positives. That's another true story that nobody wants you to know, or very few people anyway. But if you have 1.82% of people dying that get COVID, assuming that all of those 275 million cases are real, I can tell you that the 5 million cases aren't real because of deaths, I should say, aren't real because we already know, at least in Italy, we can explain away 130,000 of them almost. And that's the same in every other country. We know in America, I reported this early on Vitality Radio before they told me to shut up. I reported early on Vitality Radio that these deaths, all deaths, were being attributed to COVID as long as there was a positive COVID test or not even a positive COVID test. Do you remember this? Deborah Burks was sending out letters to doctors and nurses saying, hey, if you think they may have had COVID, mark it as a COVID death. If you think they may have had COVID, You'll notice that nobody dies of the flu anymore. Have you noticed that? The flu is on a massive decline. Why? Well, because it's all being chalked up to COVID. It's really simple. So 20,244 deaths directly related to the vaccine based on these reports. But the third and most glaring reason why these reports, these things are underreported is not because doctors don't want to report them or people don't want to believe that it's a possibility that they could be killed by this vaccine. The truth is most people don't even know this system exists. They don't know how to report this. There have been 1.8 million, almost 2 million, 1.8 million reports 
1.8 million adverse events that have been reported. That's far less than have actually been realized. But 1.8 million is not a small number whatsoever. Let's go through what these reports look like. 20,000 deaths, well, 106,000 hospitalizations, 12,000 cases of Bell's palsy, 8,500 uh, anaphylaxis, 151,000 doctor's visits, 3,300 miscarriages, 10,000 heart attacks, 19,000 myocarditis and pericarditis. And I'm telling you that myocarditis and pericarditis are not small things. This is being explained away as like it's not that big of a deal, but it is a big deal. And many people die from myocarditis down the road or their life is permanently altered because of it. 34,000, speaking of permanently altered, 34,000 permanently disabled people permanently disabled, 33,675 people, 4,800 thrombocytopenia or low platelet levels, 23,000 reports that were life-threatening, not including the 20,000 who died, 35,000 severe allergic reaction, and 11,000 cases of shingles erupted. Now, here's the crazy thing. You say, well, maybe none of that, or maybe not all of that is from the vaccine directly, but I can tell you that of the deaths, of the deaths, 90% of them happened within the first 10 days after vaccination. And of the 20,000 deaths so far, 5,000 of them happened within the first day after vaccination. So 25% of those 20,000 reported deaths happened within one day of vaccination. So this isn't a coincidence. It's not. This is real. These vaccines are dangerous and they are permanently maiming and or killing people. I know several people myself who fit that qualification. In fact, I interviewed one of them. Her name, Brianne, she was on my uh, show just about, I'm going to say a month ago. Look her up. She's an amazing woman, Brianne Dressen. She's here in Utah, where I am. It's B-R-I-A-N-N-E, Brianne Dressen, D-R-E-S-S-E-N. I'd love for you to hear her show, the show I did with her. It's an hour and 45 minutes, I believe. And it's all about her journey through vaccination injury through the COVID vaccine. These are important things that I'm pointing out today, and I hope that if you weren't aware, you're becoming aware. If you are aware that you're spreading the word. Okay. Dr. Fallacy is the science. Dr. Fauci, sorry. Anthony Fauci is the science. He say, he said it twice now. He's doubled down on that. If you're questioning me, you're questioning the science. But I can tell you that that guy has waffled on everything he said from day one. And he is a truly evil individual. He's not just incompetent. He is a bad man, not in a good way. Read the book by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the real Dr. Fauci. You read a few pages of that, you'll know what you need to know, and it's all documented. It's all documented. It's not an opinion. What he says is almost exclusively a lie. Very little of what he says is actually based in science or reality. 
How about this? The Omicron variant is a real problem. We're going to see more masks and more lockdowns and more all kinds of stuff if we allow them to happen because the Omicron variant is apparently far more, far more easily spread than was Delta. Yet, it is 10 times less severe, 10 times less severe so far. Almost nobody dies of Omicron compared to Delta. That's an important thing to recognize because we know, I'm going to jump ahead here. I should have put this in in better order, that vaccine immunity is not better than real natural immunity from actually getting COVID. That is one of the other lies. Vaccine immunity is necessary, even if you have had COVID-19. No, it's not. We don't get COVID twice. The CDC admitted as much due to pressure from a Freedom of Information Act request that it's never been documented, not even one time in two years has it been documented that even one person has had COVID twice. Does that mean it doesn't happen or can't happen? I would say it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen or can't happen, but it's extremely rare if it ever can even happen at all. Think about it. How many people get the measles twice? Mumps, chicken pox, and so on. It just doesn't happen. There are things, the cold, the flu, and all of its variants that can hit us seasonally, but it doesn't appear to be the case with COVID-19. It seems to be a one-and-done illness. And when someone thinks they have it twice, according to Dr. Peter McCullough, who may be the most well-versed on this topic in the world, certainly better than Dr. Fallacy is, Peter McCullough says that this is lifelong immunity, as far as he can tell from all the reports he's seen and all the studies that have been done so far. You get it, and you keep immunity. That is your parting gift after having dealt with COVID. So vaccine immunity is not necessary if you've had COVID, and that might mean that Omicron is a true blessing. Everybody could get it, and all of us could become immune. Now, the odds of everybody getting it are really, really slim, actually, because they want you to believe that everybody can get this stuff, but by their own numbers, 275 million out of seven, almost 8 billion people have had COVID and have been around for two years. Not that 275 million is a small number, but that's less than the population of the United States. And we're talking about the world here. And remember, lots of false positives. Lots of false positives. So... It's not spreading like they want us to believe it's spreading, like it's a flood running amok across the earth. But yes, people are getting it. And if they get it and if they survive, which almost everybody does, they're better off because of it. Their immune system is stronger because of it. The Omicron variant may actually be a blessing. The next one, asymptomatic spread happens. No, no, it doesn't. There's no documentation to prove it at all. Zero. No documentation proves that asymptomatic spread happens with COVID-19. 
at all. And yet, if a person gets a positive test and they feel fine, and then their family and close contacts are all told to quarantine for two weeks, and they all feel fine, what does this do? It messes up the lives of everyone involved. Isolation is not good for you. Isolation is not good for your immune system and it is not good for mental health. And we know that suicides are up dramatically since COVID-19, particularly in younger age range. All because of a lie spread by the king liar himself, Dr. Fallacy, that asymptomatic spread happens. Number six, I think it is, all the brilliant ideas and mandates imposed by the federal government have been effective. (laughs) Yeah, right. So effective. It's been amazing because here we are in December of 2021 with 60% of the population fully vaccinated. And yet we have the high, as high rates as we've ever had, as high rates as we've ever had of COVID-19 cases. And that is because I mentioned safety with the vaccines. I forgot effectiveness. They don't even work. And if they do work, they work marginally well for a very short period of time, thus the booster. So we've been promised and, and sold a lie all along when it comes to the vaccines, that they're safe and effective. They're not safe. Over 20,000 reported deaths so far, and that's not close to the number that have actually occurred based on every bit of information that is available. Over 20,000 deaths, so they're not safe. Over 1.8 million adverse events, so they're not safe. But what about effective? What Maybe it's okay for 20,000 people to die from the vaccine so that another 5 million people don't die from the illness. Maybe that's a fair trade-off. I personally don't think that it is because most of these people weren't going to get sick in the first place and the vast majority of them wouldn't die. But what if it's a fair trade? Some people say it is. I've read that. I've read it on Twitter. It's okay that 20,000 people are dying because maybe 5 million people won't die, but people are still dying. Vaccinated people are still dying. Vaccinated people are still getting sick. And vaccinated people have 10 times, as much as 10 times, the viral load, meaning that they are in themselves essentially super spreaders. So effective? Hmm. Maybe they're not effective either. Well, they're certainly not safe. Testing when you get sick is a must. Testing when you get sick is a must. Why? Because it's fantastic for the narrative. It continues to spread the fear. And that is what this entire thing is based on. Fear. Fear leads to masking. Fear leads to max vaccination. Fear leads to over $30 billion just for Pfizer in 2021, just from these quote unquote, free vaccines, 30 billion. A drug in its first year is considered a blockbuster if it makes 1 billion. This is a 30X blockbuster drug for Pfizer, and it's brought to you for free 
by the federal government who pays Pfizer to make the drug and then gives it to us. And guess how they're giving it to us? With your tax dollars. Not a single one of these vaccines is free. This is not a charity, a not-for-profit venture. And the vast majority of the members of Congress have stock in these companies. No conflict of interest, though. It's just part of their portfolio. And of course, the narrative is brought to you by CNN and New York Times and all the other mainstream media. 70% of the television, the national news, 70% is literally paid for by the dollars of companies like Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca. You get the point. But back to testing. We must test. We must test preventatively. Today, as I'm recording this show, our President Brandon is getting up, if he can, to deliver a message to America to say, I'm going to send 500 million tests out for free to people who want them. And who are the people who want them? The people who are living in fear. The people who will use them. The people who will keep the fear going because more positive tests, which frankly mean almost nothing, almost nothing because most of the tests aren't accurate anyway. And if they are accurate, most of the people who test positively will be mildly affected by this illness. So when I got what felt like the plague, the COVID-19, did I get tested? Absolutely not. I just let my immune system do its job with some assistance from a variety of things that I've learned that help to fight this. Next, COVID is going to eventually go away if enough people will only get vaccinated. Is that true? Because 60% of America is vaccinated. The numbers are higher than ever. Vaccine protection, to the extent that they protect it all, is waning. Thus, the booster. COVID-19 is not going away. It will never go away. It's not going to go away any more than the seasonal flu or cancer or diabetes. It's not going away. And that's okay. We have lots of illnesses that don't go away. And we have lots of things we can do to protect ourselves against those illnesses. We've been doing it from the dawn of time. It's not going away even with 100% vaccination. If 100% of the world was vaccinated for COVID-19, it would not go away. In fact, it seems to me that COVID-19 will get worse the more people are vaccinated because of that simple fact that they spread it better and more efficiently than do the unvaccinated. Now, that's my opinion. Well, the part where I said if 100% were vaccinated, it wouldn't go away, that's not my opinion. We know there's no such thing as herd immunity with this. We just know. It's been proven. In the real world, the herd immunity doesn't exist for COVID-19 any more than it does for the flu shot. That's why the flu shot is an annual and shots for polio are not. Different types of illnesses require different measures. And when it comes to vaccination, COVID 
cannot be solved by vaccination, period. It cannot, and it will not be solved by vaccination. None of that's my opinion. That's all truth. It's all fact. My opinion is that if everybody was vaccinated, we'd have more COVID. I think there's enough fact to back that up, but still my opinion, there's no way to prove it because 100% of people aren't vaccinated. So the last one, oh, here I am. I jumped ahead to both of them. I guess that was number 10 or number 11 or whatever it was. I have so many others. I really do. There's a long list, but this was going to be a 30-minute short episode for you. It's going to be 40 minutes instead. Here's how I want to wrap this up. Am I mad? Am I angry about COVID-19? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. I get angry, actually, more than I maybe ever used to. I've got a very, 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 very long fuse. I'm one of the slowest to anger people you could possibly ever meet. But being lied to repeatedly and then watching my fellow man, my brothers and sisters wandering the street, accepting those lies as if they are truth, that does make me angry, very angry. You'll notice if you're a regular listener to the show that I don't rant about it that much, and that's because I'm being told not to. I was accused that I was complicit in the deaths of thousands. I'm a huckster and a snake oil salesman, they say. Well, the truth is the truth, and what I shared with you is all true, and I can document it. And if you have questions about any of it, I'd be more than happy to share my sources because they're also your sources, all of them Googleable. okay? And that's saying something because Google is censoring the hell out of this, and yet you can still Google the truth if you know what you're looking for. Don't believe the headlines from any source, and don't believe me. I hope you'll still listen to me, but don't believe me until you can prove for yourself that what I'm saying is true. I'm not interested in convincing you of anything. I'm only interested in sharing the truth as I see it, my perceptions, from my perspective, working with people on a daily basis with their health and paying very close attention to what's going on to this. That's where I come from. But you come from a different place. We all come from a different place. So figure this out for yourself, but please know that the majority of the information that you easily receive through the mainstream press is actually misinformation. And what is being censored needs to be looked at very, very closely. I would highly encourage you to jump on another podcast. It's much longer than this one, but it's the Joe Rogan podcast on Spotify where he talks to Dr. Peter McCullough. This is a man who I couldn't disagree with more in so many areas of medicine. We simply see things differently, but he is a man who I respect and who I believe is 100% giving you the straight truth from a medical doctor's perspective on what's really going on with COVID. And it is a fascinating interview and everybody should hear it. I would also highly encourage you to look back for my special episodes that are podcast only episodes where I talk to Brianne Dressen, where I talk to 
Dr. Paul Thomas, where I talked to Dr. Peter McCullough, where I talked to Dr. Pilevsky. I've done a bunch of them. I'm going to continue to bring them to you. This information needs to get out there. Thank you so much for listening to me. If you have any questions about Vitality Radio, call us 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio Podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched, produced, and written by Jared St. Clair. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.